And that was actually one of the reasons why originally that I got that toilet was because while I was looking for parking, a lot would say electricity and water provided no sewage. And I was like, I'll be damned if I find a perfect parking spot and I can't park there because of sewage problems. Welcome to the Tiny House Lifestyle Podcast, the show where you learn how to plan, build, and live the tiny lifestyle. I'm your host, Ethan Waldman, and this is episode 226 with Alexis Monkhouse. My guest today, Alexis Monkhouse, is actually the sister of a former guest, Ashley Monkhouse. They live next door to one another, but their tiny houses and their lifestyles could not be more different. In this episode, I will ask Alexis about why she chose to leave her first parking spot, about things that have gone right and gone wrong in her tiny house. Now, she's been living tiny for four years, so she really has a strong sense of what has worked about it and what hasn't. And also what it's like to live tiny with a child and two dogs. It's a really fun conversation and Alexis is a great guest, a great interview. So I hope you stick around and give it a listen. I want to tell you about something that I think will be super helpful as you plan, design, and build your tiny house. Tiny House Decisions is the guide that I wish I had when I was building my tiny house. It comes in three different packages to help you on your unique tiny house journey. And if you're struggling to just figure out the systems for your tiny house, you know, like how you're going to heat it, how you're going to plumb it, you know, what construction technique are you going to use, like sips or stick framing or steel framing, tiny house decisions will take you through all these processes systematically and help you come up with a design that works for you. Right now, I'm offering 20% off any package of Tiny House Decisions. For listeners of the show, you can head over to thetinyhouse.net slash THD to learn more and use the coupon code TINY at checkout for 20% off any package. Again, that's thetinyhouse.net slash THD and use the coupon code TINY for 20% off. Right, I'm here with Alexis Monkhouse. Alexis is a single mom living in a tiny house, finishing up her master's in anthropology while trying to get the tech. She refers to herself as a confused millennial trying to figure it out and having fun doing it. Alexis Monkhouse, welcome to the show. Hello. I forgot I wrote that. <laughs> Are you still confused? Every day of my life. Every single day. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. You know, life is like, it's a journey and I'll figure it out by the end of the day. I learn something new and then the next day there's more to learn. And then, you know, you just go and you have fun. Yeah, that's, that's a good mentality for living tiny, actually. And, and how long have you been living tiny? Four years, actually, last Nice. Week. That's like, that's a long time. That's enough time for like any kind of, um, kind of the sparkle to wear off and for you to really experience, oh, really experience it. Oh, that wore off a long time ago. <laughs> I still love it, but it ain't magical. No, no, the magical. That was the word that I was looking for. That was that was gone like a couple months in. Yeah, what was what was like if you can think back to that time, like what was one of the first kind of things, first kind of challenges that made you kind of say, Hmm, this isn't so magical. This is actually kind of difficult. Yeah. So for me it was a bit different because I so I got pregnant almost immediately after moving to the tiny house, which Mm-hmm. I'm getting bigger, but my space is not. And so I guess it was just like living with another person. I applaud anyone who can do it because 
bruh, that's miserable. Like, I was like, peace, peace. There's nowhere to go. We're right on top of each other all the time. Yeah. Not no, no. And and was your your tiny house, I'm guessing you kind of designed it for just you in mind. For just me. Only me. Not me, another person, or a child, or dog right, for that matter. Right. So And so who who lives in the house now? Now it's me and my three year old boss baby. And I have two dogs. One is a toy poodle, so he's not uh-huh. really a dog, he's like a stuffed uh-huh. animal. And then the other one is like a medium sized doggy. And so is your tiny house I'm. Can you kind of describe it? Like, where's the sleeping area? How big is it? Yeah, give me the like, give me the spiel on your tiny house. Yeah, I can talk about this yeah. for days. Um, so it's 26 feet long, eight and a half wide, mm-hmm. and I've got two lofts, which was probably the smartest thing I ever did in my whole life. And my main loft is like massive. I think it's like 12 feet long. So I have a queen bed up there and a toddler bed, but it could probably fit a queen, okay. a king. So lucky me. And then like I've got the bathroom, the kitchen, my living room is a bit big for me, at least because I like to dance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've got this massive bookshelf because I have a book addiction. Nice. And that's kind of that's the layout. Nice. And so you have a second <laughs> loft. What do you what do you keep in the other loft? Crap. I mean, just <laughs> baby stuff that I don't need anymore. And then I had a full bed that boss and I were sleeping on for a bit. I moved that over there mm-hmm. because I'm cheap and I don't want to get rid of it. If you, I mean, it's amazing to consider a tiny house having like storage space and actually having enough room to accumulate stuff that you don't need, even in a tiny house. I know. I need to get rid of it, but I'm so lazy. I don't want to. (laughs) Well, sounds like you don't have to until you need that space for something else. (laughs) Um, So have you... um, have you moved your tiny house at all in that in those four years? Yes. So it went from the builder. Originally, I was living on a horse farm with my sister, okay, uh, which was so fun. It was beautiful, but then I was like, "This grass, this this um, what's that thing called? This flooding? Ooh. It ain't for me. The farm life. Your girl wasn't about it. But it was so pretty. And so then we moved to the community. So I guess it's moved like twice if you count that one, two. Yeah. So that was an experience. Yeah. And how long have you been in the community? Three years. We only lived on the horse farm for about six months. So I guess three years. Okay. So you, you kind of realized that the horse farm, the farm life wasn't, wasn't for you. And you moved as sisters to a new community. Yes. We had a deposit down on this place. And she was like, it's ready now. You can move if you want to. Um, and I was like, bet. And so I told my sister we're moving. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. And that's like, I would say that's like the dream for for many people trying to find a tiny house community where there's the infrastructure to park your tiny house, to plug it in, have some neighbors even. Um, how how many people live there? I can't do that kind of math. I can be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There are eight houses here right okay. now, but one of them they're selling. So seven people. Nice. Seven. And seven tiny okay. houses. Yes. Oh, eight. Nine. Nine. We had a new, a new person moved in a couple months ago. Sorry. All nine, right. Nine, well, nine. they won't. They won't know that you forgot them. <laughs> we haven't they named any names, so that, so it could be it, it could be any of the eight, of the nine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot myself. There you go. Oh, yeah. There you go. Ten. Ten. So we've got it's a little bit of a 
Nice. So um, you also have an awesome YouTube channel where you kind of share, you know, the the inside scoop, the real the real life um, tiny living with with a kid. Um, can you kind of, I guess, how would you describe your YouTube channel? Yeah, that poor thing. I should. Ch- I need to post a lot more. Oh. I, when I was going tiny, I realized, but this was like four years ago, there weren't a lot of videos that showed like how to go tiny or what it was actually like living tiny. Because I would Google like, what's it like living mm-hmm. tiny? And you don't really, nobody really likes to show that. Mm-hmm. But you just see like really awesome Instagram pictures. So when I first lived here with Boss and my house was a complete mess all day, I was like, I must be doing something wrong because how come my house don't like those people's houses? What am I doing? And then I realized I'm not doing anything wrong and they like me. <laughs> so that's how I ended up with like my Instagram and my YouTube was like, I want to show people that, hey, it's totally okay if your house looks like absolute trash just because you're tiny doesn't make you like some Martha Stewart amazing goddess. So Yeah, that's that's a great point. I mean, I I always found that like, it was easy to just completely explode the inside of the tiny house and it would be a mess. But also like it didn't take nearly as long to like clean it up as it would in a bigger space. Cause like in the tiny house, like everything has its own, everything has a place where it needs to go. And so you just kind of have to put the puzzle back together. Exactly. And it's a smaller space. So there's only so much mess you can make before you have to clean it up. Which is which is good because my house. Yeah, you. Um, I think it's actually as as of recording, it's your most recent Instagram post, and the the caption is just like <laughs> "holy toys," and it just like there's like a little table for a kid, like there's a puzzle, there's stuffed animals. It's just like it does look like a bomb went off inside your tiny house. He took off. He took out everything. I don't even. I'm like, I didn't even know you had this much toys, yeah. child. Yeah. Um, but it took less than three minutes to clean up. Nice. Um, do you think that there are any kind of unique challenges to to parenting a young child while while living tiny? I don't think so because she knows nothing else. Like this is her life. I mean, like her grandparents, she goes uh-huh. there half the week. Um, they have a normal sized house, but she's lived in here for most of it, so it's normal to her. And I think at her age, so young, like there's really not much she needs: some toys, some markers, put her outside. She's she's grandy. She's living her best life. That's awesome. Unlucky. When they get older, though, I think that starts to get a bit more. Down. Yeah, yeah. Do you have? Do you kind of have an idea of what you're, what you'll do then? Are you going to try to keep going in the tiny house? Absolutely not. I'm moving out. <laughs> uh, I love tiny living, but I think around. I don't know. I'm not like a child psychologist, but around like eight or nine, they start to like. You know, they want privacy. They want to develop their own identity, yep. and I want to give her a space where she can do that. Where like we're not just like there next right. to each other so i want her to have her own room where she can if she wants it to be a mess if she wants to paint it neon green or something ridiculous she can, you can do yeah that. yeah i like that kind of giving her the space to to kind of make make some of her own choices exactly yeah and i don't think you can really do that in a tiny house where it's kind of like i let her do a lot like i'm very very free of what she can do but there's only so much that she has control over well one of the you know I think one of the stereotypes or just one of the things that people think that you have to get rid of when you go tiny is books. And, and as you already mentioned, you're sitting in front of a wall of books. Uh, did you have to get rid of books to move tiny? Not a single one. That's actually one of the first thing I told my builder was that I love books. I have a lot and I won't get rid of any of them. 
And so the whole house was built around this idea of me loving books. I have this and they actually built me like a little uh-huh. nook under the stairs that I could be in. And there's more storage there. Nice. So kind of like a, a reading nook. Yeah, I don't get to use it because boss just destroys it. Uh, but yeah, when she's older. Hopefully <laughs> yeah, one day you'll get to use your reading nook for a reading nook. <laughs> exactly. Well, there were a, a couple of things that, um, you know, I was, I was written down to, to that I really wanted to ask you about, which is, and, and the first one is, um, I believe you switched out your compost toilet for a conventional toilet. Yeah. Um, can we have story time? Can, tell tell oh, yeah. us about it. <laughs> okay. So I, if anybody ever wants to get a compost toilet, I highly recommend it. I loved mine. I had the separate one. Okay. They say it doesn't get flies, but I think that's only true for places that aren't as humid as Florida. Mm, I still okay. got flies, even when I change all the time. But um, I was cloth diapering, and Boss was like a walking, moving toddler. Yeah. And she wanted to touch the toilet. And that was just a no-go mm. for me. And with cloth diapering, you know, you have to separate the solids, and you can't really separate the solids with cloth diaper. So I was like, this has to go. So I made her her grandfather come and switch it out. I still have the compost toilet. It's in storage. Okay. But we had to go to conventional because my hand, my daughter wasn't going to put her hand in crap. That's just not going to happen. <laughs> so was your house kind of built? Like, did they put the pipe in the floor for a conventional flush toilet, like just in case, or did you have to like cut a big hole in the floor? Yeah, no, they, there was a hole in the floor. Okay. <laughs> they already had it um, just in case. Okay. I never thought I was going to use it, but my builders were smarter than me. So. Yeah, that's, you know, I thought about doing that in my build and I didn't end up doing it. So far, it's been okay, but I certainly would rather have the hole be there already and the plumbing run to it because in a tiny house, it's just so hard, especially with the plumbing, to do that after after the fact. And I wasn't going to do it and I wasn't going to pay yeah, anybody yeah. to do it. So. so do you think you'll ever switch it back or do you just like... Just kind of stick with the flush toilet. Oh, I'm definitely going to use the compost toilet again. It just makes so much more yeah. sense. And they're so easy to take care of. Yeah. When I have my master bath. I'm a I love it. The master bath with a compost toilet. Perfect. <laughs> yes. I love my except for a toilet. It was just, there was no smell, nothing. It was the best thing I ever did. Nice. Yeah. And it's, it is, I would say, somewhat unique to find a tiny house parking spot where you can have a flush toilet. Like when you're just, when you're just parking in someone's backyard, the likelihood that they're going to have the infrastructure for you there is low. And that was actually one of the reasons why originally that I got that toilet was because while I was looking for parking, a lot would say electricity and water provided no sewage. And I was like, I'll be damned if I find a perfect parking spot and I can't park there because of sewage problems. Yeah. So, but I knew I was going to be at the community for a while. So I was like, just switch it out, Alexis. You're not going anywhere. Yeah. 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 I've, I've definitely heard, I've heard stories kind of of the boat of both ways, like switching flush toilet to compost or switching compost to flush toilet. But, but your reasoning surprised me because I feel like a lot of times you hear people, oh, I switched it because it was gross or I switched it because I didn't like dealing with it. Um, but it just sounds like it didn't it didn't work for for Boss Baby, um, and yeah. but you want to go back to it. 
oh, I loved it. I mean, like, I had, it was the easiest thing. Use the bathroom properly. You take it out, and then yeah. boom, you're done. We'll, we'll, we'll do, do it. it. Um, so another, another thing that I've, I've actually, I've pointed people to your videos about your washer dryer combo. Um, can you talk? Yeah. Tell us about like what, what's going on there. I hate it. I mean, right now it's actually on right now. It's, it's kind of working ish, but I hate that. Okay. So you have a washer dryer combo, meaning like it's, it's one, it's one tub, it's one thing and your clothes get washed and then dried in that same area. Same thing. Yep. All in one. So no. Separate. what are like, what issues have you had with it? Well, it's small as heck, which I know, I know we live in tiny houses. We're supposed to have like small stuff. Okay. I have a lot of clothes. I like clothes. And I got space for clothes. So I'm like, keep them. But so it doesn't do much. And then like the dry time, which is something they warned me about, but I didn't listen. Takes, it takes so long. And then it just stops working randomly. It just, the dry just, just stops. Yeah. Well, so. What have you had to do to to fix it? Cleaning like the tube between the dryer and the the wally thingy. I do that, and then I wait days between like dry okay. time. So if it dries today, I'm not going to dry things again for like another couple of days. I find that that helps. Interesting. I don't know what I do. I I don't know what's working, but I usually just dry the clothes outside. It's way quicker. okay. Okay. Well, yeah that that is way quicker, and and also yes, environmentally friendly too. Okay. I, I tell people just, just get a stack. Yeah. Just get the stack. Yeah. It, it seems to me that the, the washer dryer combo, it's, it's almost too good to be true. Like stackable does take up a lot of space, but it seems like the washing and the drying are just too, like, they're just so different. Those two, the two things that it needs to do are just so different that like, how could it possibly do both of them? Well, and it sounds like they can't. It does it, and if you don't dry, then you're like it doesn't drain properly. So it's been washing, and like it's still wet. I'm like, no fun. You suck. Have you like gone back to your builder and kind of said like, hey, these this this washer that you put in like kind of stinks? I haven't because it's not their right. fault, you know. They just gave me what I asked for. Okay, okay. <laughs> what what brand do you have just so that people can maybe avoid that one? I feel so bad. I have Splendid. Like, I mean, some people love it. Okay. I'm, I'm not the biggest fan. I know that, like, because I've been to Korea, and in mm-hmm. Korea, they use them fine, and they're bigger. But I know that, like, some of the bigger name ones, like LG, they've created some. Yeah. Um, don't know how those work. So it sounds like kind of buyer beware. Like, maybe do do research, read reviews before, and, and make sure it's installed properly, too. Exactly. So that's what I tell people before going tiny. Do a bunch of research because Pinterest and Instagram will make you think that your life is just going to be happy dory, go lucky, yeah. and it ain't. It, yeah. it is, but but it's not. So you you worked with a tiny house builder, and it it sounds like things worked out pretty well. Like you're happy with your house. Um, I've certainly interviewed people who who like not had that experience. You know what? How did you go about picking your builder? Yeah. I love my builders. They're just, they were the best. Um, so I wanted a builder in my uh-huh. state. That was like one of my biggest things because I'm nosy and I wanted to be able to drive down. So I was between two builders and one of them. I'm, I'm very millennial in this way. Like one of them, I emailed them. They emailed me back. I emailed them and then they didn't email me back. And I was like, ah, how dare you? 
Um, <laughs> so I didn't go. So I didn't go with them, and there was only one left. So I went to tour. They showed me all the stuff, and then I sat down for like a design meeting. And I was like, this is great. And one of the things I loved about them was that if I had an idea, like I wanted to have propane everything. And they were like, Alexis, that's a very bad idea. We're not going to put that into your house. And I like that they they weren't just like giving me whatever I wanted. They told me like when something didn't make any sense and why it didn't make sense. Nice. Which I'm glad because could you imagine if my whole house was propane? Oh, I would lose my mind. Um, so I think that's really important. And and so is it, do you have any propane in your house? Only the like hot okay. water. Okay. That's it. Everything else is electric. Thank yeah, you. no, I um I guess I didn't have your builder because I was my own builder and and I started off with everything propane, fridge, range, heater, hot water. Um also, I agree, terrible. Um I've slowly <laughs> been replacing propane appliances with electric ones. Like the fridge is electric now. My hot water is a small electric tank. Um the the range and the heat. So for so I'm in Vermont. We need you need a lot of heat. So the propane makes sense for that. Yeah, I'm in Florida. The propane makes yeah. no sense. But you've gotta you've gotta you know cool the place down. Yeah. That AC it'd yeah. be running at my poor split unit. So you have a like a mini split? Yeah, yeah, the propane. <laughs> well I mean it's meant it's meant to be running. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's happy. It my the guy that comes out and cleans it and he was like, You need to get this thing clean six like twice a year because it's always running and I live kind of like on gravel uh, and near a concrete plant, so it just gets dust. all mucky. Uh, that poor baby's working uh, too hard, but yeah. It's a great Yeah. I'd like to tell you a little bit more about Tiny House Decisions, my signature guide and the resource that I wish I had when I was building my tiny house. It starts with the big decisions, which is you know, should you build a tiny house yourself or with help? Um, is a is a pre-built shell a good idea? Um, is a house on wheels better than on the ground and what works better for you? Um, deciding on the overall size, deciding on whether you should use custom plans or pre-made plans, different types of trailers and more. Uh, then in, the, in part two, we get into the system. So heat, water, showers, hot water, toilets, electrical, refrigeration, ventilation, and we're only two-thirds of the way through the book at this point. From systems, we go into construction decisions, talking about nails versus screws, sips versus stick framed versus advanced framing versus metal framing. Uh, we talk about how to construct a subfloor, sheathing, roofing materials, insulation, windows, flooring, kitchen. I know I'm just reading off the table of contents, but I just want to give you a sense of how comprehensive Tiny House Decisions is. Uh, it's a total of 170 pages. It contains tons of full-color drawings, diagrams, and resources, and it really is the guide that I wish I had when I was building my tiny house. Right now, I'm offering 20% off any package of Tiny House Decisions using the coupon code TINY when you head over to thetinyhouse.net slash THD. That's THD for Tiny House Decisions. Again, that's coupon code TINY when you check out at thetinyhouse.net slash THD. How, how long was it, um, going back to kind of your builder, how long did it take from like kind of putting a deposit down and, and committing to actually taking delivery? Yeah, so let's see. I didn't know anything about tiny houses or anything. So 
at the design meeting, I was like, they were, I was like, how much is this going to cost? I'm ready mm-hmm. to put down the money today because I didn't think to shop around. Your girl ain't too smart. So that day, I put my deposit down. That was January something or something. And then I got the house in July, I want to say. Yeah, July, because their roofer mm-hmm. quit. <laughs> they had to get a new roofer. And so it kind of pushed it back, which was fine for me. I was doing anything. And that was me and my sister's house. So. Well, I don't. I, I I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit for being smart because um, buying a tiny house four years ago was smart. It was because <laughs> the yeah, price, them prices up. <laughs> exactly, the prices have gone up quite a bit. And rent prices. If I was renting today, y'all yeah. I'd be crying. Yeah, oh, crying. Speaking you're, of rent, like what do you mind sharing? Like what it costs? You know, like what what does it cost you to live in this house? Like what's your kind of monthly budget? Yeah. So I pay $500 for the lot rental, which just went up, which is fine with me. It's still cheap. And that's for electric, water, sewage. What's this thing called? Mowing the grass, lawn service. And then, yeah, that's really all we get. What was the question? Oh, yeah. And then, like, maybe at most 40 ish dollars for propane, depending on how often I feel like taking a shower. I take a shower three times a day. It's going to go faster. Does that get delivered or do you have to like go pick it up? No, I didn't even know they did that. So my neighbor did it. No, I was hauling my stupid stuff to Walgreens and then putting it in the car and then, you know, moving it by myself. Strong independent woman or whatever. That's about it. That's all. That's my housing expenses. Not including like Wi-Fi or extra funsies. Yeah. It's very cheap to be to live. I'm very, very Yeah, no, it's amazing. It's amazing. And I'm sure that it, it gives you essentially more time to to be with your kid. Very much so. Yeah. Like I quit. I don't want to say that. I sound like a bad person. But like I quit jobs a lot like sooner than other people because I have that. Um, I have that privilege to be able to quit if like I don't like it anymore. I shouldn't though, but I do. I don't like to work. But I don't like yeah. I mean, that's that's really the dream. I mean, like people people work for 40 years so that they can finally retire but um you know i i kind of have opted out of that model myself and and it sounds like you have too and i think that that like the tiny house movement in general is really it's not just about houses it's really about changing that model exactly like i i mean i do want to go back to like working for you all stuff because i'm bored being a house mom oh my god this is so boring y'all <laughs> But working until I'm like 65 and then retire. Oh my golly, I'm not doing that. I'm going to live my life. Yeah. yeah. And what's the like legality of your, of your tiny house where you live and, and what's that situation like? So I'm legal. He, uh, she, our landlady, she um, built this specifically for mm-hmm. tiny houses. So she went to the county and all the fun stuff so that we could be here. I wasn't legal before, but technicalities. Um, and then I also got an RBA certified just in case I had to move to like a, what's the thing like called? An RBA park or something. Or something like yeah. Oh, that sounds like so much fun. Yeah. So are you, are you required to be RVIA certified to park where you are now in the community? I think either RVIA certified or NOAA. Okay. Yeah. NOAA. I believe so. Okay. I don't question yeah. what she does. You're just happy. You're just there and you're happy to be there. Just pay rent. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. just pay rent and be happy to be there. 
Exactly. So I don't know, but I am. I made sure I was like, I'll do it just in case. But I'd rather have it than like not have it. It wasn't like I was building it myself. Yeah. So. Well, um, I actually, I already had your sister, um, Ashley, on the podcast um, a few months ago at this point. And she said that her house you, is but- much different than yours. So I want to get your side of the story. Like, what are, what are the differences uh, between your, your two houses? Well, first of all, our house is sterile. Okay. That girl does not like color. <laughs> So she is Martha Stewart. Uh, yes. She's like, you don't like no color. Everything is grays and black, uh-huh. blah, blah, blah. We do not have a safe style <laughs> at all. But my house is more warm. Okay. It's more like I've got some woods in here. She has a stainless steel mm-hmm. sink. Like we're in some sort of mm-hmm. kitchen, manufactured kitchen. Girl, uh, mine is copper. It's more warmer. She only has one loft. I've got two. Okay. Hers is just very much built for like a single mm-hmm. person. And I didn't build mine for anybody else, but I anticipated that I wanted to like have another person in here, maybe have a child or two, but that was me naivete, not knowing about kids. Mm-hmm. But she was just like, no, this is just going to be my house in my 20s. And then she wants to go back to like traditional housing is what I call it. Mm-hmm. I have no, no, no plans to, but yeah, she, I don't like her house. I don't like it. You don't like it. <laughs> I love her bathtub though. That was a, she bathtub. was smart. <laughs> that's but the, her bathroom is that's wonderful. Like, <laughs> that's a major space consumer, you know, to put a bathtub in a tiny house. Like you really have to be committed to to baths. Oh, she lo- yeah, and I don't like baths, but now that I have a kid, I wish I had oh. one. But she she's a bathroom. She loves baths, but she like the, she exercises. Did you do the like bath in the kitchen sink thing? <laughs> We did that for a while. And oddly enough, I was in like, like a YouTube video thingy. And I said that I had no place to, bat- to like bathe her. And that the amount of people that were just like, you're dumb. There's a bathroom. There's like the kitchen sink. And I'm like, y'all, she's too. Water gets everywhere <laughs> when I try to bathe her in the kitchen sink. Like, they're like, I'm not, no. Yeah. So now I've like, got you're like. You're dumb. Like, you obviously <laughs> have never tried to bathe a two-year-old. Thank you. I was like, we did that when she was younger. But like now it was just water everywhere. It's awful. So mm-hmm. I got like. Like you know, like the college moving bins at Walmart, and I just fill that up. He bathes oh, in that. Yeah, that's perfect. <sighs> I want a tub so bad. Do oh. you think it's something? I don't have the little. Could space. it be added in, or probably not? No, the, the amount it would cost to add it in would just be ridiculous. I might as well just bathe her outside right. of the hose at that point. So <laughs> I'm sure she would appreciate <laughs> that, but she wouldn't. Care. Okay, okay, <laughs> nice. They'll be like, wee. <laughs> are there are there any other features that you wish you had other than the tub? Wish that I had. Not that I wish that I had, but I wish that I had just done like a like a stove with like an oven built in instead of like the whole mm-hmm. one. It just takes up so much space. I don't even like the cook. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, but that's really about yeah. No, everything else was like perfect. I got everything that I wanted. I had the money to do it. Yeah, did it. that's so cool. I mean, like who. How many people get to say like they got to build their like dream house with all the features that they wanted, like for their first house where I'm assuming it was your first house. Yeah, this was my first home. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm so like, and I'll I'll always have it. It's not going to go anywhere. It gets blown up or something, but that's not likely. (laughs) So (laughs) what about pets? So you've got two dogs. Have you create like where do they like live in the house? Where does their stuff live? They live everywhere. 
<laughs> dog hair everywhere. I didn't even know dogs made so much hair. The only place they don't go is upstairs, like okay. in the loft, because I'm not trying to get dog hair up there too. But yeah, there's they don't really have like a like a space. They just exist. They just exist. <laughs> They're just wherever they want to go, and then I have like bins for their food. Okay. But that's about it. And and did they come before? child or did the child come first and then the dog so artemis came first because okay so i got artemis right after my mom died because the internet said it helped Mm. with grief and then i got knocked up after that so not the smartest thing i ever did but you know life um and then the second dog was my little sister's dog she went to college two years ago so i took him and now he's with me okay you're not giving him back unfortunately not he's super Mm -hmm. cute the poodles pee everywhere just Everywhere. He pees okay. everywhere. Yeah. It, it's not the business, but he's so dark. Yeah. Dogs. Why so like, like why do we put up with them? They do so many gross things to our houses. Right? I don't know why he does this to me. So. Any uh, additional pet, like, additions? Like, maybe a cat or a turtle or anything else? So, funnily enough, when I was pregnant, and, you know, pregnancy hormones and stuff, I went to the pet store to get like dog food and I came home with a cat my boyfriend was not amused um so I did have we had his dog my dog and we had a cat so we did have three people three cats and then I got my sister's cat at one point so I did have four animals in here at one point whoa which was interesting yeah I don't know pregnancy just does weird things to your brain um but then when we split he was like I'll take the cat and I was like sure so I still get to see them because he only lives 40 minutes away okay we just don't live in the house anymore which they're fine with they have more space to jump and do, do cat things, stretch out, and jump on everything. Everything they jump on everything. I didn't know they did that. So, um, are you still pursuing a master's in anthropology? Yeah, I can't let that go. I spent too much money on this yeah. thing. Yeah, I should be graduating in December. I literally just have to write the thesis. Okay, but I don't want to work in anthropology. So but anthro is really interesting. I actually, I'm, a, I'm an anthro minor. Believe it or not. Yeah. <gasps> Oh, thank you. Um, I love. Yeah, it is. It is. It's really interesting. And I know you said you don't want to work in anthro, but I feel like everyone, anybody who studies anthropology, kind of finds a way to see like the world through that lens. Um, do you do you ever think about tiny house living or tiny house community through the lens of of an anthropologist? Personally, I like haven't because cultural anthropology was not like that's not okay. my specialty i'm more of a biological anthropologist ah uh, okay and i'm sure if i lived in a tiny house community that was like more community oriented then it would just like i would naturally be like oh i can see why we'd be making these decisions because of the culture that we've created here but me and my neighbors we just mind our businesses <laughs> so so i don't really that lens doesn't turn on in that aspect of my life Okay. Okay. And then in terms of, of getting into tech, like what, what aspect of tech are you like, one are you pursuing? Yeah, data analysis. So that I love, like understanding people through data. I find it be so interesting because people lie on surveys. They lie. But data, data can lie if you yeah. want it to, but it doesn't really lie. And so that's what I want to, I want to go into like that that's fun and i can do that that's fascinating and and i i feel like there's there's some anthropological kind of 
study in there. There definitely, yeah, I could see that. And I also like, this is just not data related, but I did work mm-hmm. on a paper looking at anthropology and cybersecurity, okay. which was just super fascinating because they have like a very interesting like culture within their, what do you call those? Like their space that they like don't even uh-huh. realize. Uh-huh. Well, um, one thing that I like to ask all of my guests for um, book recommendations, they could be related to tiny houses. Or or not, um, you know. I usually ask like for for two or three books or resources that that helped inspire you while you were planning or building your tiny house. Oh, okay. Um. Oh my golly, that was so long ago. You're gonna have to give me one second. Or now, it, it doesn't have to be from then. Like things that inspire you now that you think that you want to pass along to our listeners. For a tiny house related stuff. Okay. Um. The um. I was just. Living big in a tiny house. Yeah. And then, oh, I was just on Jenna. Jenna, a big uh, tiny house giant journey. Living. Yes, that one. Tiny house giant journey. I definitely recommend. I watched thousands of hours of other Mm -hmm. people's Mm -hmm. tiny houses. Um, Totally recommend that for design details. Don't just try to do it off your own noggin because yeah, you'll do all kinds of stuff. That's what I tried doing in the beginning. It's awful. Um, books. I don't read tiny house stuff. No offense to any tiny house authors. I don't read. I read fantasy stuff. Not book a fantasy. That's just my life. Um, tiny house concierge on Instagram. Yep. She just posts just the funniest, cutest things that I totally recommend. And she she had like a different route than I did, which I just found very interesting. So, yep. I recommend that. Well, and I will add that. Um. Tiny House Concierge, a.k.a. Alaska Wagoner. Um, she was a guest on the show. That's episode 204 for anyone listening. So you can find episode 204. And then um, Ashley Monkhouse, your sister, was episode 211. So those are those are two you want to hear from both of those people. They're, they have been on the show. Yeah, my sister's lame, though. So. <laughs> She's going to be like, now I have to go back on the show to like defend my like honor. <laughs> Her honor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. She's great. She can't post for crap though, but she's great. <laughs> I don't know if I have any more. I kind of just okay. winged it, which was not the smartest thing to do. Well, no, I mean, I don't think you winged it. You sound like you, you found a builder. They worked with you. You told them what you wanted and, and they built you a great house. So that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, but I got lucky. Like I've read some stories on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. they're definitely there are horror stories out there, and I'm glad glad that one didn't happen to you. What? So yeah, like what? Then what advice would you give to someone who's kind of like gonna work with a builder, looking around? Like, what would you what would you do differently? Mm, What would I do differently? I had to work with a builder. I think I would speak up more ask more questions. I didn't ask much questions because I like I was like, these are the industry experts. So I kind of just if they were like, do this, I was like, yeah, sure, okay. So do your research before you go in, like pros and cons. And make sure like the cons come from people that have actually lived mm-hmm. tiny and not just people that like just wrote tiny house like yeah. blogs. Because some people write the oddest cons. I'm like, what? Thank you what? Um and oh I've lost the question. That's what happens when you have nothing up here. 
what like advice you'd give to someone who's starting out like kind of where you were when you were just looking for builders or working with a builder? Know yourself very well and build a house that fits you and the future you want and not necessarily a house you think you should be building, if that makes sense. Oh, what do you, yeah. Can you give it an example? Yeah. So culturally, just background, I'm Nigerian and Guyanese and cooking is very, very, very big in Mm -hmm. our culture. Like, the fact that I have, I have an instant pot. Y'all have air fryer. I don't cook on the stove. I rarely do. That's just like my mother would be rolling her grave right now. And so I wanted, I was going to plan this like really big kitchen because my whole life I was taught cooking is something you should be doing. It's important. If you don't cook, you're not like a real woman. But then my sister was like, Alexis, you don't even like to cook. Why are you trying to fit all this ridiculousness into your kitchen? Hmm. And she loves to cook, which is why her kitchen is a lot bigger than mine. And so I was like, you know what, Ashley, you're exactly right. So, and that's really small, but if I had built my house with like that mindset in mind, then I would have this completely useless kitchen and in a tiny house, real estate is everything. You don't have that much space. So really know yourself and build what you want and not what you think. Yeah, that's, that's really great advice. And that's, probably easier said than done it sounds like you you even needed your sister you needed someone else to tell you like you don't like that you don't want that why are you doing this exactly exactly and because back then alexis i didn't have a fine for nothing so definitely do that and then just research just please don't bother research people research your research the builder that you're going with like on facebook you know, research. I think I spent like a whole day researching tiny house toilets and then picking yeah, one. The separate. Yeah. That one was so great. And then when you are looking at tiny house cons, because they will come up. Think about whether or not that con like applies to you and mm. then don't just take it as like a like a doomsday type thing. Like, oh, I can't do that because if people said like, that, what are that. What are some cons that you see like that you see on these like blog posts that are like 10 top 10 cons of living in a tiny house. Like <laughs> what are the ones where you're like, that's BS. Like that's not real. Yeah. Okay. So this one, it's going to sound a bit dumb, but it's like when they're like, there's no space to do anything. I'm like, well, that, that was the point, right? Like we wanted to have minimal yeah. space. And I think they make it seem like we're going from like the 600 square foot place or whatever you're coming from to like a shoebox. And although tiny houses are small, they really don't feel that claustrophobic. Like, I, I haven't had anybody that's been in a tiny house that's like, wow, I feel like I'm living in a matchbox. And so I just think it's like people that go tiny and like tiny, we're already in that mindset that we're totally fine living in a smaller space. But when other people are looking at it, they're like, wow, I can't believe that you guys are doing that. And that's just dumb and blah, 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 blah. And it just makes no sense to me. Like, that was this is the yeah. whole point. Or like when they when they warn you about cost, drives me crazy. Cause I'm like, tiny houses cost a lot of money. If I had a nickel for every time someone told me that I was dumb for spending as much as I did in my tiny house, I'd be rich. <laughs> okay. Your girl would be Jeff Bezos. So like I that's why I don't like don't take tiny house advice from people that yeah, don't that, <laughs> that one drives me crazy too, where they're like, the cost per square foot for a tiny house is so expensive. It's like, well, yeah, they're tiny. And it's a house. Like, I have a house on a trailer. Got all the stuff. Right? It's got all some animals. You can't say that Jared says that. Or, like, this happens to me. And I think it happens a lot, especially to, like, schoolies. 
people will say that like living with like a child in a tiny house with like child abuse someone has told me that once <laughs> okay um it's not child abuse guys kids kids thrive perfectly fine in tiny houses or tiny spaces as much as any other spaces it's just if you haven't lived tiny and you haven't seen a kid live tiny then you're just thinking they've got nothing to do this is jail things like that so think of it if like think of these cons as to whether or not they actually apply to you or if they're just cons that people are just saying because they've never done it or they went tiny and they didn't like it, which is totally okay. Tiny house living is not for everybody. And I tell everybody that because I get a bunch of people that are like, I would love to live tiny. And I'm like, it's not for everybody. And it doesn't have to be for you. This isn't for me forever. It's for me for right now. And if you don't like it, it's totally fine. You tried it, you didn't like it. Awesome. Well, Alexis Monkhouse, thank you so much for for being a guest on the show today. I, I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much to Alexis Monkhouse for being a guest on the show today. You can find the show notes, including photos of Alexis's tiny house, a complete transcript, and so much more over at thetinyhouse.net slash 226. Again, that's thetinyhouse.net slash 226. Well, that's all for this week. I am still your host, Ethan Waldman, and I'll be back next week with another episode of the Tiny House Lifestyle Podcast.